Hello everyone, it's Saturday, January 27th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a parade through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I'm Chelsea Davidson. This episode is not sponsored by Skittles, despite the fact that I will be devouring them this entire episode. This is fuel for me. Just a heads up, she opened the bag <laughs> before I hit record. You tossed it on the desk. And I, I was sat like, it on the desk I was like, and it was like, Skittles! in preparation for two minutes from now. And I turned my back, and I looked back, and you went, is this for the podcast? Because I'm eating one right now. Is it okay? Stop eating them. And you're like, okay, I'll put them back in the bag. Oh, God. But yeah, the original flavor Skittles as well. We're not having any of the tropical. That's not my favorite. My favorite you like is the, the sour. Blue. No, oh, the you blue. like the berry one? No, the berry ones are the... Berry is purple. Yeah. Blue is tropical. Yeah. I, I don't cannot... like the tropical. I can't find the tropical. It, it's oh, you like... can get them at a Dollarama. No, you can't. Or Walmart. Okay, maybe Walmart, but you cannot get them at the dollar store. I've only ever found them at the Dollar Tree, which I guess is a dollar store of sorts, but it's not the Dollarama, which is like the one in every corner. My Skittles preferences have changed over time. I used to like the red ones. We should have put these in a bowl because um, you're going to hear me going for them the entire episode. Well, okay. let's finish our intro, and then maybe you can go get a bowl. What intro is there to do? This week is a very Hold interesting week. Hold on, no. Week. I, I want to let everyone know. Now is the perfect time to tell you that we spoil yeah. things during our podcast. So leave now, or for, forever prepare for pop culture spoilers. That's a good, good thing to say, because this week is a very special week. We're not doing our usual song and dance with an artifact, and, and then the fan and a twist fight the club, sister. and a twist the sister. No, no, no. We are doing only oh. fan theory fight club i'm just saying we're not putting it between two things it's gonna be the start but of the we are show. doing it we're gonna do it all episode long and i am ready i have, we have what nine going down the nine conspiracy theories? rabbit hole on nine Reddit. theories isn't it got nine theories oh, i don't know how many but i got a lot it's a lot so strap your yourselves in and Chelsea doesn't like me doing the theories she won't tell me this to my face but she really doesn't like me doing i hate it she thinks doing she thinks i, I take too back. long so our first one with I Pixar. Did, do you know how in-depth Pixar is? I tried to give you the short version of it. Nobody thought that was short. You didn't read about the Pixar theory. Oh, but I did. When you were in high school. Five minutes in high school is a lot longer when you have to explain it all on a podcast. I don't have visuals, okay? I can't just point to the chart behind me and say, and then we go to this. Yeah. And then to this. You and know, then down to this. You the know when people, I think there's a meme out there. I think it's Charlie Day. And he's got like the craziness. The, I yeah, love that. Crazy eyes, and he's explaining he something. He looks like he hasn't string, slept in like four days. It's like strings all across a <laughs> pin board, like a, a you know what I'm talking about cork board, and he's got pins and strings absolutely everywhere. People that's use that name for everything. And that's that's Daisy on a good day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now you know really, I am the Charlie Day meme. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. You know what? We should definitely take. Okay, we're gonna take a very quick break. I gotta get a bowl. Okay. Do, 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 Okay, so now we have a bowl. Things are much better. Now you have this. Oh, Daisy. <laughs> I'm taking the bowl away from you. <laughs> you are not allowed the bowl. That sounds about accurate for all of our snacks. You just lay claim and I have to come over and take one before they're gone. <laughs> so theory one is from Back to the Future. Hey, McFly, what do you think you're doing? Hey, I'm talking to you, McFly, you Irish bug. Oh, hey, Biff. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hey, you got my homework finished, McFly? Uh, 
Well, actually, I figured since it wasn't due till Monday. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey, think with flying. Think. I gotta have time to recopy. You realize what would happen if I hand in my homework and your handwriting? I'll get kicked out of school. You wouldn't want that to happen, would you? So, Back to the Future, the theory is Biff is happier at the end of Back to the Future than the beginning. Interesting, right? Do you remember Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's living rent-free in there. So he's happier at the end than at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Which, Biff is the like the villain, so you would think that that wouldn't be the case. So I don't know. Biff seems like an odd guy. All right, so here's the... He seems like an all-right guy? Odd guy. I thought you said an all-right guy. No. I was like, did you watch the movie? Yeah, are you watching <laughs> this? He's the villain. I'm guessing you vote for Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> As, okay, so as a youngster, I watched this movie, and I was pleased to see at the end of the film that, that Biff had got... Sorry, this is not my, my... This is somebody on Reddit. This is what they said. So as a youngster, I watched this movie, Quote. and I was pleased to see at the end of the movie that Biff had just got had got his just desserts. Ha! I thought. Biff is a nobody now, and he has to clean George's car. What I did notice for years was that Biff's truck in the background had a company logo on it that says Biff's Automotive Detailing. Owning your own business is nothing to be sniffed at, even if it is a one-man operation. So at the start of the film, we see that Biff has George writing his reports for him at work. Given what we know, Biff probably can't write his own reports, he's not qualified for his own job, and he really knows it. So he's, he's dealing with imposter syndrome, basically. Yeah. Um, so here is how the, this Reddit... I think it's Reddit. Okay, here's how the theory shakes out. Back in 1955, at the climax of the skateboard chase in the town square, Biff drove into a truck full of manure, which filled his vehicle. And this, this Reddit Redditor imagines that. While he states he paid for some of the repairs, in an effort to save some money, Biff would have cleaned most of the car himself. In the hours spent restoring his car, he discovered that he has an aptitude, if not a genuine passion, a true love, if you will, for auto detailing, which led him to start his own business. So Biff goes from working a job he's not qualified for, and probably doesn't like all that much, to owning his own business, working at something he's pretty good at. So there's no doubt in my mind that Marty's actions changed his life for the better, just like everyone else's. So what do you think? I think Marty McFlyan is definitely a hero. Marty, Because he even gave the villain a happy ending. Marty. Well, I wouldn't say he gave him a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> but he allowed him to have a happy ending. I realized after I said it, maybe that's not the best. Oh my god, I just saw the sound spike. Of you laughing? Of me laughing at what yeah. you just said. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, so you, what you're saying is you agree with this fan theory. <laughs> I think all this really teaches us is that um, Marty, because he kind of got away from the villain for a sec, it allowed the villain to be like, oh shit, I hate having this shit in my car, gotta clean it. Literal shit. Yeah, like literal shit. And then he took the shit out, and he was like, you know, I'm actually pretty good at getting stains out of these leather seats. I can clean shit. And <laughs> and I don't need to have an IQ of 140 to do it, which is what everyone around me seems to be having. Yeah. So, let's do it. And then he, you know, made something of himself. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't necessarily like that Biff's having a happy ending out of the whole Stop thing. Stop saying Sorry. that phrase. <laughs> I don't like that he Happily gets a after. decent life. I don't get that he gets. I don't like that he gets a decent life. Daisy wants considering, him to suffer. Considering he's such a shitty person, yeah. but I do think it's nice that he has his own business all at the same time. 
He still deserves a livelihood, is that what you're saying? Let's he not deserves, starve the he man He deserves animals. to not be homeless and and floundering. Okay, my only question... he doesn't deserve a great life. Alright, calm down there, stutterer. I'm We're, trying to, like, pinpoint exactly where let, I am let and me, what he let deserves. Let me bring you back. Do you believe the fan theory? Solidly. Well, it's, it's fact-based, so yeah. Solid, right? Because he does have his own business. I concur. That okay. is seen. And now, for one from your childhood... Yours specifically, because you were more of a fan than I was. Scooby Dooby Doo! Earth would like you to solve a mystery. You pay your fee of 10,000 American dollars. Yeah, it's just materialism's not really our bag, man. To provide you with free airfare? No thanks. Room and board? Uh, no thanks. And all you can eat. <laughs> all you can eat? Now, I'd like to clarify is this based on live action? Scooby Dooby Doo? Um, or is this... Fun? I think you can... T it's just franchise as a whole. So, Scooby-Doo. Mm -hmm. The cartoon mystery franchise. Yes. Never really expa explains why a ragtag group of four very dissimilar teenagers... decided to teenagers? Yeah. <laughs> decided to travel in a van to no known destination. So, a fan has developed an origin story theory. Oh, I know about this. You know about this? I've heard about this, yes. So, as the show premiered in 1969... <laughs> and you have to kind of take that into context. Yeah. The same year that the Vietnam War was at its height, the Scooby Gang is driving to Canada to escape the draft. Yeah. The theory posits that the clean-cut Fred was drafted, but he ran away to be with his fiancée, Daphne, while hippie Shaggy and activist Velma joined them as they both opposed the war themselves. What so, do you think? That's just the whole theory, the whole that they're theory. fleeing to Canada? That they're, they're dodging the draft. They're yeah. draft dodgers. So... And... <laughs> um, I'm just kind of sitting with this for a sec. Uh, so you're trying to tell me that they just... It makes sense with Shaggy as well. Like, he's such a hippie. I just... He man. Why would they... Do it. Why would do they justice. turn around and start solving mysteries, though? That's thrust upon them. It's not really a choice. Yeah, but if they... Like, you would think that they would literally run away from solving mysteries because they're, no in, they're in the public. Yeah, they, they go, don't want hey, that's Fred Sanders. That bitch. Fred did, Sanders. I'm giving him a name? random last name. Like, th that's the dude that he fled when he was supposed to be going to the Vietnam War. Let's go get him. And, you know, charge him with treason or some shit. But, like, they could do something like that because they're becoming famous. So, why would they solve crime? Like if the movie was That's about a solid if the movie if the movie was about them running away from trying to solve crime like they don't want to solve the crime and then they just but happen to solve teenagers. it. They're also teenagers. They're also, you know, hungry for fame. But it doesn't like those two things don't make sense. If you're going to flee they're and try teenagers. to go into hiding. Teenagers, teenagers are stupid though. They're uh, not dumb. No, they're not. And uh, some of them are. No. Like all people in society, you got some people who are bright and some no, people who are I, not I don't as know. Bright. I think it works timeline wise cuz like, you know, that was going on at the time, but I that's the only thing that works for it. Cuz it doesn't make sense that they go out and solve mystery and become famous for solving mysteries unless they wanted to be famous, not completely hide from the the people that would be after them for draft for draft I mean, dodging. Isn't it like Scooby Dooby Doo? Where are you? You got some work to do now. Isn't yeah. That the... Yeah. And it's solving it's, the mysteries. Is it though? Yes. Is it though? It's not. 
They're not looking for Scooby-Doo. It would be Fred. Where are you, bro? You got to go to the war now. If it was about that. You got some that. work to do now. You, no. It would be about Fred doing it, not Scooby-Doo. Mm. They're not going to have the dog be trained to go off to war. He's not that good of a dog. <laughs> Maybe he's supposed to be like one of those like police dog type of deals. What, and he has too many Scooby snacks with Shaggy? I don't know. You're I, gripping at straws. Like, you're trying to just fight me on it. I can see that you are. I just, that I just is what you'd know. be charged with, isn't it? If you draft dodge? It would be treason, isn't it? Yep. I think so, that's a little unfair. So I just like, need what to, if you have stuff Shaggy's out? real name is Norville Rogers, FYI. Fred Jones. Not, what did you say? Sanders. That's not Sanders. Fred Jones. I don't care what his last name Fred is. Fred Jones. Daphne Blake. I did know Daphne's last name. You did? Because of the live action one. Sarah I Michelle Teller's awesome. I love that they, they, it, it was Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. Who I do love. Yeah. And Velma Dinkley. What a horrible last name. Well, they want you Velma to, Dinkley. they want you to pick on Velma. Let's be real. They put her in According orange. According to my calculations. They put her in orange, which is classically the most unflattering color. And on that, anybody. An, an orange skittle to enjoy. Uh, they put her in that <laughs> with red shoes, which just makes the whole thing worse. Like, she want, they want her to look like a blood orange, basically. They give her thick-rimmed glasses and a mushroom or, like, a bob, yeah, bob. haircut? Yeah. I would, I, it's kind of a mushroom. It's a bob. Um, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. It's offensive. And she wouldn't have it. That's why in the live action one, when she does her whole transformation, she's like, no way am I having this shit look like this. Linda Cardellini's like, I'm going to look great. Linda Cardellini is just so gorgeous as yeah. well. And they have the perfect the person part. to play Velma. That is the worst part about it is because I, I think, if, this is terrible. The first thing I ever saw Linda Cardellini in, I believe, was Scooby-Doo. I hadn't seen her in anything else. You hadn't else. seen her in Freaks and Geeks yet? No, I hadn't seen her in Freaks and Geeks. I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen her in anything. And she's just gorgeous. I don't think yeah. she, she. I don't know if she was on ER yet. Anyway, point was, she's gorgeous. Yeah. And the first thing I saw her, so so that tainted in my mind for years. I was like, oh, Linda Cardellini, that frumpy one. No, no, no she's you gorgeous. You watch Scooby Doo, and you're like, Linda Cardellini is just as good looking as Daphne. It's just they they literally do the classic like '90s trope of take the glasses off and all of a sudden she's beautiful. Yeah. That's exactly what they want you to do with Velma. They want the her to Freddy lose Prince her glasses. Jr. movies that existed during yeah. those times. Yeah. They want her to fall over, because she does fall over, I think in both of the Scooby-Doo live action movies, and lose her glasses momentarily. Yeah. And she spends that time squinting, which is yeah. classically the least attractive a person ever looks. Because mm -hmm. you look like you're about to sneeze, but you're not there. And <laughs> that's what they want her to look like, because they're trying to cover the fact that she's freaking gorgeous. Okay. On to the next theory. You didn't answer. I don't buy it. Okay. I think it's silly. Okay. I think they're kind of grasping at straws. With I think fan theories, that. by their definition, are kind of silly, but, but no, no, no. Seeds. Some but of them are there's good. There's nothing wrong with silly. Some of them are good. So this, um, the first the next one was one? literally fact-based, Chelsea. Okay, that was awesome. Here's another fact-based one. Okay, we're talking about Inception. So you're learning. Huh? An elegant solution for keeping track of reality. Was that your idea? No, it was, uh, it's Mal's actually. This. This one was hers. She'd spin in the dream and would never topple. Just spin and spin. Oh, great. This movie was the very first movie that I ever watched that it literally gave me nightmares. And it's because it's such like a mind-bending I think film. that's interesting that a movie about dreams gave you nightmares. Yeah. It was such a, like, I couldn't, I, was, I fell asleep. Too much I'd to like process. to plan. Like, 
trying to wrap my head around Inception, though. I was, like, nine. When did Inception come out? It was 2009, right? I saw it when it came out because you were watching it at the time. It was, like, a mind melt for me. Like, I was, like, what is reality? What is a dream? I stressed myself That's out when perfect. I was That's perfect. That leads me right in. Like, so I, I was not good. Here's the theory. It's the first thing I remember, like, really traumatizing me. So, in that movie, they And it's all not even totems. supposed to be that traumatizing. Okay, can I tell you the They all have theory? totems, yes. They all have totems, right? So, to, to help them with their whole, like, yeah. going into dreams thing. So the spinning top that we focus on doesn't even matter in Inception. This is the theory. Mm -hmm. So Cobb, which is Leonardo DiCaprio, he supposedly uses a top as his totem, an object that will tell him whether or not he's in a dream. At the end of Inception, we see the top spinning and spinning and show a hint of a falter before the film cuts to black, which creates a cliffhanger ending in which we aren't sure if Cobb is still in the dream or not. Has he returned to reality? Really, though, the top doesn't matter. Cobb even says that the top is his wife Mal's totem. Yeah. Cobb's totem is his wedding ring. And in his dreams, he's wearing the ring, but when he's awake, the ring is gone. That is how you know he's awake in the final scene, because his wedding ring is gone. What do you think? So, the theory is that Cobb's totem is really his wedding ring. Which he said, he's, Yeah. But wouldn't that mean that the wife... Because isn't the wife supposed Ironically, to be dead? you can also spin Isn't Michelle rooms. Williams supposed to be dead? Michelle Williams. Wait, no. She's not his wife in it. Yeah. I'm getting it confused with Shutter Island. Sorry. That's my bad. Um, <laughs> different Leo movie. Um, uh, I always said you look like her because you have the, the similar mole on your forehead. I'm going to pull it. Beauty mark. Sorry, not mole. Call it whatever you want. <laughs> you really sell me. Marion Cotillard. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. There's just something about her. It told you, some people, it's just their face. And I just, <laughs> I don't like it. And I said that your face looks like her face. Which I thought I was don't a, like her face. I thought it was a major compliment. Thank you, but I and just don't like her face. Like her face. It's something about how, I think it's how she acts with her face. Like her facial expressions. It bothers me. Like there's something about She's her. She's French. Is that the problem? Do no, you, do you no. The French? No, because there's some French actors that I'm like, oh, they're cool. Which um, one? Give me, give me an example. Him that played... Uh, Any female ones? The artist. Any female ones? You don't I don't know a lot of female ones. Um, isn't isn't her from Shape of Water? Isn't she French? No, she's English. Oh, she's English. The only one, other one I can think that you might know would be Inglorious Bastards, the blonde. Oh yeah, I like her. You like her? Yeah. There's something about Marion Cotillard's face though. It's like the guy who was on SNL for a bit. He always reminded me of like the stupid hockey. Like, you know when you get the, the archetype of, like, a dumb hockey bro? Yeah. He looks like a dumb hockey bro to me, even though you he doesn't act like name. one. You don't, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, Bennett. Thingy Bennett. Or Bennett was his first name? I don't know. It's all messed up in my head. There's so many names. <laughs> so messed up in Daisy's head. But Quote, unquote. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> so, this makes me think that, like, does isn't his wife supposed to be dead, though, in Inception? So if the spinning top yes. is her totem, yep. and it's spinning and spinning and spinning and it stops, that would mean that she's not in fact dead, she's alive, because so she's no longer dreaming. So you're creating more fan theories. No. My question is, like, what's your theory, what's your engagement with the theory that is there? But you don't have much of a theory here. You just have, he's, I, he's got a ring, she's got a spinning top, and then the spinning top finally does, like, a bit of a tilt, so you think maybe it's but not going to keep totem, spinning. But I think the totem isn't valid once they die. Is she dead? That's the thing. Or is that a dream state of her being dead? I can't recall. So then when the top stops, she's alive and she's waking up. No, I can't recall. So is she like in a coma? 
I don't know. See, look, this is what's okay, happening. Okay, my question you're is... You're giving me a boulder and it's rolling down the hill. Okay. I'm moving on then, because you're killing me. I think that, that... I think it's accurate. Spinning tops hers, rings his, and I think that she could be alive. Okay. All right, so our next fan theory. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, shut up now. I, I'm so done with talking about Inception. <laughs> My oh, next fan theory. Get the bowl on my next fan theory. We're going back in time. We're going '80s. Ooh. Yeah. Which, uh, and, and not only '80s. We're going '80s television. You're Ooh. gonna love this theory because it is is for two reasons. Okay. You know what? The the theory is about murder. She wrote. Mrs. Fletcher has returned of her own volition to complete her testimony. The contempt charge was dismissed with my approval. This grand jury has no wish to reward cooperation with punitive measures. Are you ready to begin? When you were on the stand before, I asked you about the telephone call you received from Paige Corbin. And I told you that I never spoke to him. Would you care to try again? But if I can prove it? Mrs. Fletcher, are you shopping for a new contempt charge? Oh, heavens no. <laughs> before you reward me with another punitive measure, may I remind you that there was a witness? Nick Logan was with Paige Corbin when he hung up the phone without speaking. Yes, and may I remind you that Nick Logan is an alleged murderer. We do seem to cross swords, don't we? Yes. Okay, you're gonna love this theory for two reasons. One, it's succinctness. It is a very concise and just to the point theory. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the second reason is that the person who, who gave the theory is named Mr. Ploppers. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you might enjoy that. So Mr. Ploppers theory is Jessica Fletcher killed all those people and framed others for it. No way that a lady just happens to be involved in a murder every week. <laughs> That's the theory. I uh, the second I read that, I didn't even care about the simplicity of it. There's no evidence. There's no nothing, other than. So you're just week. telling me that she's framing people constantly. And how do you <laughs> feel about that? My problem. See, this would be very fun if this could work. <laughs> she was in Magnum. They did a crossover. Mm -hmm. Magnum PI. At which time she helps. Tom Selleck. Him, Magnum at which PI. time she helps him solve a case. So you, uh, it doesn't work, cause how? Cause she's helping him solve the case. Maybe she killed him to start off with. But he fig he would figure that out. Like he initially suspects her, and then realizes. Oh, does he really? Yeah, cause he's like everyone here's a suspect. You know, no offense, lady, but I don't know you, and she didn't do shit. And she's like, I'm just gonna give you some advice. I think it's this person, and he's just like, I'll think about that in a bit. And he, like, looks at all of them, and then it ends up being someone else. I don't even think it's initially who she Are thinks it sure is. Are you sure that she didn't frame them? I'm sure, Chelsea. Okay. I haven't seen this episode, so I, I, I have to go based on what you said. Plus, uh, Angela Lansbury is not killing people. You've I, seen I that I woman. I love the idea that Angela Lansbury's going around killing You love that this people. sweet lady is just murdering First people? First of all, I love Angela Lansbury. To be fair, it works But with I love the, a bad bitch. It works with the I fact that, that. The, the sheriff, who's the guy from Happy Days, um, the dad in Happy Days, he's supposed to be, like, the sheriff in their town, isn't he, in Murder, She Wrote? And he's not that good of a sheriff. Like, she's very much a guiding hand for him. Uh -huh. So if but she was that, killing that, people, it would I, work. I, but I it doesn't work because of the crossover with Magnum. So... Magnum ruins While this theory. While in Hawaii, she didn't kill someone. She actually helped solve a crime when she was in Hawaii, but otherwise she's murdering people? Yeah. She's on vacation. Her full oh, time, so she doesn't want to murder someone right now. Her full time now. job. Oh my god. Is murder. The writing books is a side gig. <laughs> you almost snorted water out of your nose. <laughs> 
I feel like even if, if you don't agree with the theory, oh that God. was worth it. Me nearly <laughs> snorting water? <laughs> it almost came clean out your nose. That was beautiful. Oh my God. All right, anyway, so, so your feelings is that no, she's not a murderer? I feel like, I it, feel works, like yes. it works if there were no crossovers with her show. <laughs> Only because you're a super freaking fan <laughs> <laughs> have I found a fault in this theory. Okay. I didn't actually watch that that long ago. That was on TV, I swear, like a couple months ago. <laughs> okay, we're going back to your childhood again with the next fan theory. Oh, back to my childhood or like our childhood of Animoia? My childhood, not yours. <laughs> okay, there we go. So we're going back to my childhood. Who cares about yours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is Toy Story. Oh, all this pappy makes me hungry. What would you say to dinner at, uh, oh, Pizza Planet? Pizza Planet? Oh, cool. You got a friend in me. <gasps> I found out something crazy about Toy Story. Before we even get into the fan theory, people notice that in Inside Out, Riley, one of the memories that she has when she's on a playground, it's the same playground that they're in Toy Story 3, which implies that she goes to the daycare that they're at. Mm. And in addition to that... Um, so she's one of the monster uh, children. In she Story also 3. has, in one of her memories, you know how the little, you have the little balls in the background? One of the memories has the house from Up in it. Mm -hmm. So they think she's some sort of relation to Ellie and, um, what's his name? Ellie and the guy in Up. They, oh, what's his name? What's his name? Ellie. Stop <laughs> laughing at me. Ellie and... No one can see you right now, but you are flooding your hands so hard you could just fly away any second now. <laughs> You're like, no, no, Ellie. remember? Remember? Ellie and... He has such an old dude name. This is so annoying. Carl! Carl! <laughs> Carl and Ellie. That there's no some sort of relation. Carl's out there listening. Do you know a young Carl other than the kid on The Walking Dead? They you all do start not. young, Daisy. They don't start old. Oh, shush. You're telling me you met a young Esther. Everybody, Give me a break. Everybody named Carl? You never <laughs> met a young Esther in your life. In your just, life. What do you think? They Benjamin Button old Carl? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all start old. By the time I'm old, they're young. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Alright, so, um, Toy Story. But yeah, isn't that crazy that she could be related to Carl and Ellie, and also be This is in... your fan theory? No, this is something that I found out recently. So it's a fan theory? No, it's something that they noticed. Who's they? Fans? Fans of Toy Story. They were like, oh my so god, look at this. Theory. And they showed it in, in, they were like, oh, I just noticed this. I, I can't believe and I just showed to you on this like, episode. Oh my god! On this episode, I am going to have to explain to you. That's what a fan theory is. But it's not. If it's true, it's there. It's physical. <laughs> not true. It is true. It's right there. If she has the house from up in her core memories on the wall, and she also has one of her other core memories is going down the slide at the Toy Story 3 daycare, that means this bitch is knowing both movies. She's in both. Riley's everywhere. <laughs> oh, let's get the string for you to get your cork board out. <laughs> And connect the dots Okay, again. what was your Toy Story theory? <laughs> Thanks. So my theory is that the move in Toy Story is due to Andy's parents' divorce. So there are no photos of the dad in the house. First key thing. You never see his dad. You never see the dad. And there's no photos of the dad in the house. There's no ring on Andy's mother's finger. <clears throat> I just choked on a You spoon. know that there's Sorry. a theory that Jesse's owner... Is the mom is Andy's mom? I've heard that theory. I yeah. love this so much because the hat that Andy wears is the finish? Jesse hat. Can I finish? He wears Jesse's hat in the first one. That's crazy. Which means the mom gave him the hat. Entirely That's possible. Nuts. Okay. So okay. Thank you, for the, thank you for the additional fan theories. Sorry. 
You let me down a rabbit hole. This the is your own fault. The move seems to be a downgrade, not an upgrade. Andy's family is moving to a smaller house than the one they start the movie in, almost as though they suddenly can no longer afford the house that they're in. This could either point to divorce or death, though had the da dad died, he likely would have had life insurance to at least pad out Didn't the they time. just have a major birthday party? Which is another point. It's implied that the move is last minute, because remember, Andy's party was rescheduled to be a week before his birthday. Yeah. Woody even says the party was moved to today, implying they had reason to previously believe he would be on Andy's actual birthday. Mm -hmm. It was almost like the move was kind of sudden and unplanned. Like a divorce. Well, let's be real. If you get divorced, shit ain't happening that fast. It ain't gonna be one week. You're in the house next. Uh, yeah. Next actually, rhythm. sometimes you do move pretty quickly. If, if suddenly the person that's supposed to be yeah, in that's the house in a week. paying for things disappears and is no longer paying for. But that's them. in one week. They found a house. They got their stuff packed. You know, they're getting the divorce proceedings. Like that's pretty quick. That's quick. Yeah. This kid's still in school, isn't he? Andy's not doing everything. I know, but like you'd need Andy there for some of it. No, I think it's the middle of the summer. Uh, I don't think Andy's in school. Oh yeah, Pizza Planet and all that. Yeah, I don't know. Just it seems a little fast paced. But I do believe you know, that Pizza Planet isn't seasonal, right? Like Pizza Planet <laughs> open year round. Pizza Planet is like nebs for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I I a hundred percent agree. With I this think theory. I think it makes sense because you never see the dad. But and they get oh, and they get a dog for him as but well, I don't know which is a very classic. Like, I don't know if the move's move. planned though. It's a very no, and they're just not telling the son. It's just sudden. Uh, it's a very classic. They could just not be telling Andy, though, because, like, it's not like the toys care about anything other than Andy. So the parents could have had this shit planned for ages. I don't think so. It's a very I buy into it, but I don't think that it's a quick move. Hold on, hold on. I think it is a plan. One move. more thing. They get a dog at the end of the movie. That's mm -hmm. a very classic therapy move. Get a dog for a divorced child. Hmm. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm on board with this, but I do think that it's you not a sneaky move. You understand, you making faces at me does not translate on a podcast. You're just giving me, like, I'm just very eyes. animated, Charles. I don't know you're why you're your hating neck. on me so you're much right now. You're moving your neck with, like, such attitude. By the way, did you get a haircut? No, I had a shower. <laughs> you know, I know how confusing that can be. Your hair looks just divine. Like, it looks like it's all been trimmed very neatly. Yeah, well, I had a haircut about a month ago. And then I showered last night like before got I got it. here. Well, thank it you. It looks very nice. Well, anyway, what happens is when I get out the shower, don't I don't know if it's because I'm a Leo or because of dad's jeans, but my hair does like a mane. <laughs> when I when I come out of the shower, if I don't like force it down, like put it in a ponytail or something, that shit goes like... I, I you get a like, triangle for a hairdo. Almost, yeah. yeah. But like it, it's like an inverse one. So it's like, like a it crown. Just, it, no, it's an inverse triangle. Like it goes everywhere. It's I call it a mane. I do call it a mane. And I don't know if it's just Leo energy, but it feels like <sighs> it's connected to me. Oh it my. just gets really big. And I cannot make it go down after it's exploded on my head. Well, if I sleep after I've showered, for some reason it doesn't explode. So basically you have to take a shower and then stay awake for 72 hours? No. Okay. I have to shower, comb my hair down, sleep with it loose, then it gets like this. It's very specific conditions. My hair's odd. I should never have gave her a compliment. That's what I've learned. Okay, next fan theory. Well, you didn't even know that I had a haircut. Next. So I think what we've learned from this is that you're not very observant of my hair. All right, drama. Next fan theory is related to Harry Potter. Hmm, difficult. Very difficult. Plenty of courage, I see. Not a bad mind, either. There's talent. Oh, yes. And a thirst to prove yourself. But where to put you? No 
Not Slytherin, eh? Are you sure? You can be great, you know. It's all here, in your head. And Slytherin will help you on the way to greatness. There's no doubt about that. No? Well, if you're sure, better be Gryffindor! We've already talked about Harry Potter in the past, about him being a Horcrux, so this should be interesting. This is Yeah, this is interesting theory. So this is by Grandiose, with a Z, not an S-E, uh, and his or her theory, or their theory, whatever. Uh, we know it's that, grand. Is that the only way to get into Gryffindor is to want to get into Gryffindor. I love this. Okay. I already thought about that. I already know this because you're obsessed, obsessed with the houses, the Hogwarts houses. You constantly call me a Slytherin, which is just you are a Slytherin. Truly You're a offensive. Total Slytherin. Truly offensive. I am a Ravenclaw through and through, and you just tell me all the time that I'm a Slytherin. Which you is are just a, a Slytherin. You are. And you and you claim Hufflepuff. Even... You think you're the nicest of the nice. I am a Hufflepuff. Uh, okay. All right. I'm a total Hufflepuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't huff that puff at all. You're making me smile so much. My jaw is hurting. <laughs> That's that's a nice problem to have. It's not even the skittles. You're making it's just me, my jaw. You're making me smile so much that my jaw is hurting. It's the nicest compliment. <laughs> that's not an injury. My jaw is stuck like this. <laughs> First world problems. <laughs> my goodness. All right. So here's the theory. So all the other houses have specific traits. Where Gryffindor is primarily just about bravery. So the bravery. You if need you're brave enough to ask, you get in. Exactly. The bravery you need to get in is the bravery to want to be in Gryffindor. Yeah. But it also adds up because Harry is kind of Slytherin-y. Hermione and McGonagall. He turns around and says he's going to put him in Slytherin. He goes, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. He yeah. goes, you know, you could be great, you know. And he's like, and he goes, he oh. has total Slytherin energy. He yeah. speaks parcel tongue for Christ's sake, which only Slytherins can really yeah. do. Yeah. Hermione and McGonagall are both very Ravenclawy. Mm. Ron, and if you ask me, Dumbledore, are both Hufflepuffs. Okay, Dumbledore is not a Hufflepuff. Dumbledore a dick. How dare you. Have you... Okay, to be fair, I, I okay, haven't read all of the books. Fine. I've Ron. heard that Dumbledore is really Ron. good in the books, and like he he's is. caring, and that would make him Hufflepuff energy. Yes, he is. The way he is in the every movies, wise he's a line, dick. Every wise, quotable line. He's a dick in the from, movies. I disagree with like that. Like, he, he tells him all the time, he's like, oh, you're safe here. And then he looks like he's been beat to shit at the end of every wrong. movie. He's just incorrect. That's he's just supposed a... to be able to see shit. He's supposed to be, like, all-knowing no, Dumbledore. No, he's not God. No. <laughs> what is with you? I think you misunderstood. No. No, but, like, he has the vision, and he knows all this, like, magical shit. He's supposed to be amazing. Plus, they have Jude Law playing a young version of him, which is supposed to make him look like he's cool when he's young. I don't think Dumbledore was that cool Is that cool what those are about? I haven't, I haven't Yeah, Jude Law. Other. Jude Law is Dumbledore when he's young. What's it called? What's the, uh, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I have not watched any of those. Well, it's I about, have zero interest. It's about him that was, I think he was a Hufflepuff. I am a, I am so Hermione that it's like, if What's she's not in Newt? it, I'm not interested. Newt, Newt Scalander. He had a weird name. Newt Scalander? Salamander or Scamander? It's either Salander or Salamander. Newt Salamander seems like an odd name to have, though. Seeing it seems very Hufflepuff driven. Anyway, what, whatever. <laughs> but if, yeah, um, if anyone, that's what it's about. If anyone is a natural Johnny, that's born, such a good villain. I didn't know he was the villain. He's so good. Can you just listen to me? If anyone is a natural born Gryffindor that we see, it's Cedric, and he's a Hufflepuff. 
So I'd argue it's because he didn't want to be in Gryffindor. Let's be legit. How the hell is Cedric a Hufflepuff? How? Yeah, so here's my question to you. I don't know why my voice got that high, but how? That Because he had... He was like... Hufflepuff he's like, not Hufflepuff. No, not Hufflepuff. <laughs> not Gryffindor. Yeah. Not Gryffindor. Gryffindor. And he was like, oh, okay, if you don't want to be one of those guys, I guess I can put you in Hufflepuff. That way he can be like an underdog. Yeah. Really shine. So that is the, the but they always that they always try to make it look like Rory Pattinson's a really nice guy too. They're like, oh, he's so nice. He's a bully. He's bullying Harry at the beginning. They got the little stickers made. He's not bullying him. He's totally bullying him at the beginning. He's not bullying one. him. Yes, he is. The fourth movie. He is such. He's that is a bully. You're <laughs> such a Leo because you're like this. He's you're like, not hey, he's not bullying. That's just a reasonable statement. That's such a Leo thing to say. What? Where That's is right. It? You know what I think you is annoying. You want to pull in astrological signs? I'll pull them in. You're too. getting so into astrology. Meanwhile, you constantly like threw this in mom's face when we were growing up. You were like, "Mom, astrology's bullshit. They're just stars." I, I still, and I still now, stand by that. Now you're just like you have such Leo energy days, and I'm such a Virgo because they're the best. Like, don't <laughs> go and do this shit. You're like, oh, you have Leo energy because you're being I dramatic. Stand, I stand by the statement that they're just stars. Yet yeah, you're bringing it into my personality. You traits. just brought it up. No, you said, oh, you're such a Leo because you think that that's just teasing. He's not bullying him. That's such a Leo thing to say. You did that, not no, me. Prior, prior, a few minutes ago, I can't even Before, remember what you're talking about. No, you're I'm talking about right about now. Yeah, right now I'm talking about you. You You're brought up Leo. I don't know if I, it's because of a Leo, but my hair just goes like into a lion's mane. So, hold on. You're trying to tell me, because I connected my astrology to my hair. Yes. That I made you think about how I'm a Leo because I don't think it's bullying what Cedric does at the beginning yeah. of Harry Potter. You are the star of your own story. That is such time. a stretch. Okay, fine. Let's take the Leo thing out of it. You believe that you are the star of the story at all times. No. And therefore, when you saw Cedric, you're like, he's the star, so therefore he can do what he wants. And no. that includes bullying. I said, don't you think it's Necessary funny? Necessary evil. Don't you think it's funny that all of the people in Harry Potter, in that movie, are like, oh, he's so nice. They say it all the time. And like, that's supposed to make you believe he's a Hufflepuff. When he shows clear Gryffindor traits. That's what we're saying. If anyone is I a totally nasty buy this theory. Gryffindor, I think that's exactly what it is. He's a Hufflepuff. He didn't want to be Gryffindor. Yeah. And let's be real. No one wants to be a Slytherin. <laughs> no one does. A few of them do. If you I think Draco was very into being a Slytherin. Because his dad was a Slytherin. Because his dad was a literal snake. Not a literal snake. Yeah, well, isn't he, isn't he turned into one by Voldemort at one point? Or, no. No, that's someone else. That's somebody else. But he is, he's a snake. He may not be a literal one, but he's a snake. I I will the moment that lives rent free in my mind is when he gives Dobby the sock. So he's yes, like, "Yes, by you gave me a sock, bitch. Bye." By accident. <laughs> and yes. he just like runs. No, he didn't give it. He didn't do it by accident. He gives him the book, and the sock is in yeah. the book. Harry Potter does it intentionally, but but um, Draco's dad just throws it to what's Dobby. His what's his name? What's his name? Oh, him that plays Captain Hook in the live action Peter Pan. No idea. I love him so much. Though. I don't even know what you're talking. His about. name's Jason something. No, uh, or something Jason. Draco Malfoy and you oh, have shit. your phone in front of you. Lucius, Lucius Malfoy. Yeah, you Lucius, know, like the devil. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Lucius 
They, doesn't went, they know. went digging into the... Daisy, Lucius doesn't know that he's given that sock to him. But it's because he's so ignorant that he just tosses the book to Dobby. So yeah. Dobby's able to open it and he's like, yeah, Master gave moment. me a sock! It's a great moment. And, and you can... And, Do you know how many times we've talked and, about this moment and, on this podcast? And Harry this lifts, is not the first. And Harry even lifts his pant like, ha, in his face. Because mm. <laughs> he shows him, I gave him my sock in your face. Yeah. And like, oh. Harry's got some dick energy. You're right. He's a slow. I do. Okay, so you you agree with this theory. Moving on. Now we're going back to your childhood. This is very much the thing about Harry is that he's cunning, and no one remembers that he's cunning. Anyway, on to the next one. This one is truly your childhood. Really? This is your childhood. As in two thousands? In the two thousands. Ready? Let's see if it's true. It's about Dora the Explorer. How do we get to the big yellow station? Mountain. Tunnel. Big Yellow Station. So first, we have to help the little blue train go over the mountain. Then we go through the tunnel, and that's how we'll get to the Big Yellow Station to win the whistle. Thanks for helping. So first, we have to find the mountain. Do you see the mountain? Where? Dora. Dora, Dora, the Explorer. Dora! All I can remember is swiper, no swiping. Okay, the theory is that Dora the Explorer... You know I use that to teach kids what um, sly means? Because they're like, what does sly mean? Or, or sneaky. Like, some of them don't know what it means. And I'm like, you know in Dora, you know Swiper the Fox? Do they, first of all, do they know who Dora is? Yes, they do know. Because Dora had, like, a whole revamp where it's not, like, our Dora. It's, like, new Dora. It was never our Dora. It was always your Dora. Well, I got reruns of what you used to watch, so it's our I Dora. I never saw Dora. It only existed when you came about. Fine. No habla espanol on your end, apparently. Yeah, that's truly it. I was all about Madeline. Yeah. Je parle français. <laughs> Okay. Um, but in Dora, like, I use that all the time. I say, you know, Swiper, the yes. fox. I remember and it's you swiper, were no swiping. so obsessed. You would say to me, you're like, that is Azul. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Blue. Like, she can't speak properly, but she seems to know what in Spanish all the colors are. That is Azul. I always remember that because I looked at you like, what? You're and like, then, honey, you're not supposed to know that. You're, you're looking at the bananas, you're like, amarillo, amarillo. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yellow it is. <laughs> can, we, can we teach your English, mom? <laughs> anyway, Interesting I, I tell the kids, I said, you know how he's always sneaking around and he's yeah. taking stuff? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I said, that's sly. That's being sneaky. And they're like, okay. Sly, like a fox. Exactly. Well, I say that. Which is unfair to foxes. They're not sly. They're so cute. They're adorable. Have you seen a fennec fox? I'd own one of them if they weren't so high maintenance. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I want to say. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's I, I use it all the time with the kids at my work. And they're just like, oh, okay. And you can see like a whole new wave of thoughts Thank go through you. them. Like, oh, I know it now. Thank you for the briefing on what you do at work. Can I tell you the fancy <laughs> Sure. All right. So it's only fair I get to tell you about my work since you tell me about yours all the time. I never tell you shit all about my work. Okay, so Dora the Explorer is visually impaired. That is the theory. <laughs> You're gonna choke on your Skittles. Don't hit the microphone. This is so good. She I needs the this. viewer's help to see something that is literally three feet away from her, and she never looks at things directly, ever. So, 
By the way, Subliminal Frog posited this theory. What do you think? Like, can you see the cat? It's on your head, woman. It's on your head. Can you say gato? Where is the gato? <laughs> okay, so Daisy's dead. I I say yeah. I'm totally for this theory. I think it works great. It's so good. You okay? It's so good. Do you need a tissue? This might be my favorite theory. This is your favorite theory? I don't know if anybody picked that up on the mic. Daisy just said this is her favorite fan theory. I said this might be my favorite theory. Oh my god, this is so good. Because they do it all the time in kids' shows. It's so good. What do you mean they do it all the time in kids' shows? Where they want it to be interactive. So they're like, can you see this? But they made it for Nora so she's blind. <laughs> yeah. They don't even do it in like Blue's Clues. Like I'm thinking through it. In Blue's Clues, they look at the thing. Look! Look at him! Where's the door? She's like, can you see? <laughs> can what, the bitch, can you see? <laughs> what we need <laughs> to ask. Is there. He's like her seeing eye dog. He's her seeing eye monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Boots is a seeing eye monkey? <laughs> is the math in Braille? <laughs> I'm the map. Is that why you're repeating what he is? Oh, the map? I'm Where's the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. He's just getting frustrated with her. His whole oh song god. is just repeating oh what he god. is oh to god. her. Oh my god. Oh god. And backpack is the same thing. Backpack. Backpack. Backpack, backpack, back, back, back. yeah! <laughs> She's got hearing issues. <laughs> no, they're just, the objects are just yelling at her so that she knows what they are. She's like deaf, dumb, and blind <laughs> by the end of this. Because she's like, can you see? And they're like, yeah, bitch, it's in front of you. And they're all saying back, 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 back. I think we need to take a minute. You need to go to the next one. I gotta get away from this, Chelsea. <laughs> okay, next fan theory. <laughs> Now that Daisy's done crying. I, I don't think she's done crying, but next fan theory. Also one that's like very, although it's not from your childhood, it's way, way before the both of us, but it's something that you are so into. The next fan theory is about Peter Pan. <laughs> I know what you are. I'm the best there ever was. <laughs> You're a tragedy. <laughs> Tragic! She was leaving you, Pat. Your Wendy was leaving you. Why should she stay? What have you to offer? You are incomplete. <laughs> She'd rather grow up than stay with you. <laughs> Let us now take a peek into the future. What's this I see? Just the fair Wendy. Ah! She's in her nursery. The window is shut. I'll open it! I'm afraid the window's barred. Oh, 
pull out her name. She can't hear you. No. She can't see you. Wendy. She's forgotten all about stop. you. Please stop it. And what is this I see? There is another in your place. He is called Husband. I literally just mentioned this a second ago. I sense an outrage coming from you. Oh. So Peter Pan is actually an angel of death. I heard about this theory. I actually kind of like this theory based on the original book, but I don't like it based on the movies. Do you need a drink? So theorists believe that Neverland is heaven for children, which is why the Lost Boys never grow up. In this way, Peter isn't taking children to a fantastical oh. place. He's just killing them. Mm. In this hypothetical world, Captain Hook is a lost boy who escaped Peter's plan, and now he wants to enact revenge. What I like about this theory, like, that's the theory, but I kept building on it. That's why the clock is like a, a sense of doom. Like, yes, the crocodile ate the clock, so we know that the crocodile is coming based on that. But ticking of time. Yeah. Is like. In a place where is it, time is doom, not supposed right? to be That's happening. why the clock is scary. It's the passing of time which brings him closer to death. And, he, and it also implies, like, aging, passing through childhood into adulthood. So there's a lot of, like, symbol symbolism there as well, which is interesting. Anyway, what do you think? Is Peter Pan actually an angel of death? I'm trying to think of how many times he's really menacing. I'm thinking of the Disney one, but I know you. Well, he's very, he's very like, taunting to Captain Hook, which would be the case if, you know, he's your enemy in reality. Because the whole idea is that he's supposed to be, like, kids. There's no question he's the enemy, but why is he the enemy is really more of the question. Yeah, well, if he, you know, escaped his grasp. You could see why he'd be the enemy. Yeah. But the fact that Captain Hook is always like, oh, you know, he's just escaped my grasp when he, like, curls his hook in his hand, like, now, yeah. makes you think that he is the villain. Because he's not the one, like, it's not like Peter's like, oh, I gotta get him. Yeah. It's the other way around. Yeah. So is he, is Captain Hook that way because he's like, I've got to stop him from killing all of these kids? Yeah, <laughs> is, he a, is he an adult who is actually, in fact, a police captain? Is he doing a Beetlejuice? Is he police captain? Is, Hook? He, is he doing the Beetlejuice? Is that what Peter Pan's doing? He's like, doing? I gotta stop the criminal. He's yeah. a police captain. Yeah. Police Captain Hook. Yeah. I kind of like that theory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that we can build on this one. Yeah. I like this theory a lot. I don't think it's true, but I love it. And I it. think that it works for the fact that Peter Pan is supposed to be, like, falling in love with Wendy, and that's why he wants to keep her, and she says, no, I must go and grow up. But really, she's just getting to escape him and saving her brothers. Yeah, she has. She is not a. a she's not a Belle in Beauty and the Beast situation. This is not Stockholm syndrome. She's getting away. Yeah, and she's trying to bring her brothers with her. I like it, even though even though I like Peter Pan at face value, because like it's Peter Pan. You're obsessed. I do. What's I, I Tinkerbell's role then? How do we bring Tinkerbell? She's into like this? his minion. Then she would be. She'd help him transport them from the living to the dead okay. world. This isn't a very Because good... the pixie dust helps them fly. So she's allowing him to transport them from the living to the well, dead. pixie dust drugs. Yeah. Is it like to, angel dust? To kill them. <laughs> We're going to give you a nice trip, and then you're going to be here. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. yeah, and then you're dead. Yeah. Oh my god, this has gotten very dark. Okay, I'm going to move on to something a Tinkerbell little... Tinkerbell is still my favorite Disney princess, whether you want to call her that or not. Okay, I think this might be my last... Yeah, this is my last fan theory, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to ruin Number yet, nine. Yet one more thing from your childhood. Ready? We're well, talking, it's our childhood. We're talking... Yeah, this one is more me than you, I think. Oh, okay. Winnie the Pooh. Go look for something to get us out of here. Okay. Uh, there might be something over by the pack. 
Oh, thank goodness one of us is up there. I was worried we'd be stuck here forever. Yeah, I found something. Here. What? Oh, well, that's a lovely flower, Piglet. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yes, Piglet, it, it's very nice. Uh, perennial. But I think we need something longer. Longer? Oh, of course. Uh, how silly of me. <laughs> Oh, good thought, Piglet. But you can't possibly think that that's long enough. Oh, <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Al read this to me once, and it was certainly the longest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> oh, that's true, Rabbit. It lags a bit in the middle. Oh, of all things, why didn't we think to bring a rope? Oh, well, uh, there is this rope. Okay, my best friend loves Winnie the Pooh, so be careful. Uh... What do you mean, be careful? I'm, I'm going to read you the fan theory. No, like, be careful what you're going to... Be careful of your accusations is all many I'm saying. Times. This theory was backed by the BBC at one point. They published is this a, it. Is this about all of them? Yes. I love this. This is so true and accurate. Yeah. It's so true. Do you, yes. Have you seen the clip that they show all the time? Yes. From the, can yeah. you not? No, I cannot not. Yes. So you cannot. I cannot. Yeah. So you can't. No, I can't. Oh, God. And all they're trying to do is get them out of the hole. And I love the, the comment that always comes at the we bottom. Need to, we need to explain. Okay. So, so piglets the, at the top of a hole while they're all stuck in the hole. This isn't the fan theory, just to, to This practice. is just something to explain what we're leading into. It's a very popular video online if you haven't seen it. And it's basically all of the, everybody except for piglet is trapped in a hole. And there's very limited rope knots at the top. There's like little, little segments Pieces of, of rope. rope. So all you have to do is tie each of these segments together. together and then you can you have pull one them out. long rope and you can get them out of the hole. But Piglet and they say Piglet. The they say Piglet, can you not? And she turns around. And she goes, I, I cannot, cannot not. No, she says, she I, says cannot. I cannot. N O T. Yeah. And they said, No. So you can put it together. No, I cannot not. And they said, So you can? Because they thought double negative. Yeah. And then she goes, No. And they go, What? They're like, but I can tie a bow. And then Piglet <laughs> ties together all of these segments into this beautiful little bow that has no functionality whatsoever. It just looks Rabbit's pretty. pulling their ears their, out. Yeah, like, why am I with these people? But the best thing about this video is that I've seen several comments at the bottom of the screen that says, can't owls just fly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them. fly out of the hole. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, I love, I love that. Yeah. I, I do love that video clip. Anyway, this is just a tangent, though, because yeah. that's but it, it does it's kind of into what we're talking about. So no, the theory, me, me and my best friend, we already know about this. We the love theory this. is that each character represents a different mental disorder. So a tongue-in-cheek report by the Canadian Medical Association sparked a widely shared theory that each Winnie the Pooh character symbolizes a certain mental disorder. The theory has been around since at least 2000, when the BBC released an article about it. The following is a rundown of each disorder that the characters supposedly have. Mm -hmm. So, Winnie the Pooh, impulsive eating disorder. He has a near obsession... So, basically, he's addicted to food. Yep. He has a near obsession with honey, which indicates an eating disorder. And his habit of repetitive counting shows evidence of obsessive-compulsive disorder as well. Mm. Piglet has generalized anxiety disorder. Piglet's perpetually worried and can often be heard saying, Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Mm. Um, Piglet also has developed an Can I just twitch. say, it's also the, like, oldest voice ever to come out of a tiny Piglet. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, dear. Um, it's so funny. So Piglet has, also has a twitch, an ear twitch, yeah. which is common in, ang in uh, overly anxious individuals. Mm -hmm. Eeyore, this one's obvious. Depression. Depression, depressive disorder. 
Eeyore always has a bleak outlook on life and never feels any positive emotions like happiness or excitement. Have you seen the post that someone did about Winnie the Pooh? Where it was how supportive they all are of Eeyore? Mm-hmm. You see, they never try to force him to do stuff with them. They'll just sit with him, and if he comes, he comes. If he doesn't, that's fine. They're always there, and they're open to him. They don't, like, try to force him. Like how you're supposed to help people with depression. Yeah, and I think it's so sweet. Anyway, Rabbit, very clearly obsessive-compulsive disorder. Rabbit is very orderly, very obsessive. I love Rabbit so much. Mostly with regard to his garden. Rabbit always used to feel like a villain to me, but as I've gotten older, I'm Rabbit. Oh, my God. No, I love Rabbit. I am Rabbit, and I love Rabbit. I love Rabbit, because Rabbit's the one that they always think is a dick, when Rabbit's just like, dudes, get your head out of your ass, (laughs) all the time. Owl. Owl is interesting, because I don't know if I agree with it. Dyslexia and narcissistic personality disorder. Well, that explains why the owl didn't get out of the hole. Yeah, while he's exceptionally (laughs) bright, it is frequently shown that Owl has trouble reading. Example is in Pooh's Grand Adventure, where he mistakes the word school for skull. Al is also theorized to have narcissism, the narcissistic personality disorder, because he has an inflated sense of self-importance due to the belief that he is wiser than all the others. Yeah. So he always, yeah. I don't know about the dyslexia, but I do that's agree a one, about the narcissism. I don't know, because that's a one-off. I don't know if it happens That could just be kids, wise. that could be like trying to get kids to be like, that's not skull, that's school. Yeah. <laughs> I don't quite know. So I, I believe in the narcissism thing because Owl is like that. It's like, yes. oh, well, Owls are wise, he so I'm wise. He lectures all the time. And he doesn't seem to give too much of a shit about anybody else, which is also a narcissistic personality yeah. disorder trait. Anyway, Tigger. That's also why he wouldn't get out of the hole. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't care about these bitches. I could be here all day. Yeah. Tigger. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Definitely. No, duh. ADHD. So Tigger is Tigger. always seen bouncy. He can never <laughs> stay in one place for a long period of time. How does his tail do that? Let's be real. Like, it, there's got to be literal springs in his tail for him to Kanga, do what he does. Kanga, who is the mother of Kangaroo. Yeah, I like has Kanga. social anxiety disorder. She's very overprotective of her son. Mm-hmm. And she would never let her son make his own decisions because of her overprotectiveness, which yeah. is signs of social anxiety. Yeah, I Rue, like Kanga. Rue is potentially autistic on the autism spectrum disorder. Which is why she's so protective. He lacks awareness of danger and has a strange attachment to sitting in his mother's pouch. Christopher Robin, schizophrenia. It's believed that all of the talking animals (laughs) that we just mentioned are manifested in his moods. So it's in his head. So what do you think? I like it. I like it. I already knew about it and I love it. The fact that BBC published it makes me go, yep, fact. I don't care if it's a BBC. We're like, we think enough about this that we're putting it forward. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, it's it's put together not by just like somebody on Reddit. It was put together by a medical association. (laughs) It was it was a bit of a joke. This is knowledge, folks. It was a bit of a joke publication, but it's it's so solid Mm. that I I think it's great. Um, I completely agree with it. So Mm -hmm. yes, I say yes. What do you say? I don't know why I Hell have an yeah. accent all of a sudden, but I do. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, I'm going to have one more Skittle to end off our fan... Uh, yeah, what, what would we just do? Fan, fan Theory, theory Fight week. Club. Fan Theory Fight Club, thank you. Fan Theory Fight nine Club. Nine theories week. back to back. Mm-hmm. Was it nine theories? Yep. Yeah. Should have gone for a hard ten. Although technically you did infuse us with a few, so maybe we... We did eleven. Nine theories from me, and then whatever we want to call what you said. <laughs> Thanks, sis. <laughs> 
Okay. Hope you enjoyed our fan theory fight club. Do I end every episode just dying of laughter? Yeah, and taking a dig at me. That's like the theme. Okay, bye everybody. Have a great week and I hope you enjoyed our episode. She says bye too.